Hi, and welcome to Perspectives on Perseverance. I'm your host, Joe Ferguson, and joining me as always is Dr. Mark Ballard, President of Northeastern Baptist College in Bennington, Vermont. At NEBC, we are committed to developing the mind of a scholar, the heart of a shepherd, and the perseverance of a soldier. This podcast seeks to provide biblical, historical, and contemporary perspectives on perseverance that will help you persevere in your walk with the Lord and in your service to Him, to His people, and His creation. This is episode three of our second season. In today's podcast, we're going to continue our series looking at some of the sermons that President Ballard is preaching this semester, and we're going to ask him a few questions. How are you today, President Ballard? I'm doing great, Joe. How are you doing this week? I'm doing well. Uh, I have to say, as a citizen of the United States, I'm a little concerned, but as a citizen of heaven, I am very confident. Oh, wow. Now, that was pretty tricky, what you just did there. You're a citizen of the United States, and you're a citizen of heaven, and uh, they cause uh, different uh, different emotions or different thoughts from you. Is that right? Is that, absolutely. Is that what I absolutely, President Ballard. I have, uh, I have found that uh, as a citizen of the U.S., things are uh, not always easy to bear, and frankly, our political situation looks awful sometimes, and our economic situation doesn't look much better. Um, but as a citizen of heaven, I can take confidence in the fact that I know who wins and I know who's really going to rule someday. Well, that's pretty cool, Joe. I appreciate uh, you saying that because actually, uh, as you know, we I want to talk about those issues a little bit today because there are some people who uh, emphasize one of those over the other, or some say that we should consider ourselves a citizen of heaven and uh, really not even be involved with or concerned about being a citizen of whatever country we're living in. And for you, that, of course, and for me, that, of course, is the United States. Uh, But we should not focus on our citizenship on earth at all. Others say that, uh, well, hey, we're in the world, and uh, we are not to be of the world, but part of the world, and therefore we do have um, uh, citizenship responsibilities. And there's all kinds of controversy, though, about how those two relate and how they uh, work together. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, President Bowd, you know uh, very well uh, that I pay attention to your sermons in chapel, and so I have to be honest in that making that differentiation is just uh, further convincing of your most recent sermon uh, called Being a Citizen out of Mark chapter 12, verses 13 through 17. And I knew we were going to be talking about that sermon today, so I wanted to make that point for you. I appreciate that, and I am glad to know that you are paying attention to uh, the sermon in chapel, setting a good example for our students. That's wonderful, <laughs> Joe. Well, hey, listen, uh, when we get into that controversy, uh, I, I chose uh, in chapel to go over Mark chapter 12, uh, verses 13 to 17, because I think it, it gives us a really good picture of where to start uh, this conversation. There's all kinds of things involved in in uh, being a citizen of heaven and a citizen of whatever country that you might live in on earth. And I think uh, particularly right now, Christians are struggling with this. Uh, I think we're struggling with it for a lot of reasons. I think COVID-19 has brought struggles to it, and particularly in the last uh, several weeks with uh, things going on in California and Nevada, uh, people talking about um, you know being, being ordered not to sing when you gather for worship in California, mm. Uh, and then being told uh, that, that uh, they, for instance, John MacArthur can't worship in a, inside a building. Um, other people like David Jeremiah, they, their facilities actually have an outdoor thing, so they don't, they don't have a problem meeting there. But, but uh, John MacArthur's, uh, the, their church, they don't have that, and so people are kind of lining up on either side, and 
saying what he should and shouldn't do, and I think that's brought some of this controversy uh, back up. Uh, also, the issues of, um, of uh, peaceful protests versus uh, riots and uh, all of the things happening in our country regarding all of that uh, caused people to, to pause and then to think and then to discuss and many times argue about uh, the relationship um, of uh, Christians to the government. Uh, whether that be in obedience to the government or is peaceful protest okay? Um, when is it right to move beyond peaceful protest or is it right to, to ever do that? Uh, and there there's some uh, pretty hot opinions on all sides of both of these issues. Absolutely. Uh, I also think that uh, the fact that all of that is happening in a presidential election year um, has mm. brought this once again to the forefront because, again, uh, every time there's a presidential election, there are different views about whether or not uh, our our belief system uh, should impact how we vote, uh, whether we should speak about that or it should be just a private thing, whether we should even engage. There, there are some Christians who, who maybe like uh, some of the early Anabaptists uh, think that we shouldn't even involve ourselves uh, in any kind of government service um, of any kind. And so... All of these issues uh, have, are bringing these issues back up of um, what does it really look like uh, to be a Christian, therefore a citizen of heaven, as Paul would say, um, and at the same time being a citizen on earth. And uh, so I think this text um, uh, really speaks to that. And of course, there's a lot of texts in the New Testament. We see stuff in Acts and Paul, and see statements of Paul, statements of Peter, and others that apply to that, and, and I hope to look at those in the coming weeks. But, but this text is during the life of Jesus, and uh, we find it recorded, uh, this, this event recorded both by Matthew and Luke, as well as uh, the text that we're looking at here in Mark chapter 12. Uh, it's a very familiar story. It is, it is. So would you like me to read it, President Ballard, so our listeners are caught up to speak? Oh yeah, sure, go ahead. All right. Good idea. In Mark 12, 13 through 17, it says this, Then they sent to him some of the Pharisees and the Herodians to catch him in his words. When they had come, they said to him, Teacher, we know that you are true and care about no one. For you do not regard the person of men, but teach the way of God in truth. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Shall we pay or shall we not pay? But he, knowing their hypocrisy, said to them, Why do you test me? Bring me a denarius that I may see it. So they brought it, and he said to them, Whose image and inscription is on this? They said to him, Caesar's. And Jesus answered and said to them, Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. And they marveled at him. Uh, that's a, uh, the, I like the way Mark uh, addresses that. Again, you can look at Matthew and Luke in the parallel passages and, and see uh, some, some additional details uh, in Matthew. But uh, really, just the way this is presented, it, it really uh, demonstrates that the issue of conflict over citizenship is not really new. Mm -hmm. uh, it's something that's been going on. In, in fact, uh, clearly in Jesus' day it was, though it's different than our day. Um, remember that uh, Jesus was part of Israel. Uh, he was a Jew, and uh, the Jewish people were under the rule of, uh, of the Roman Empire, and, of course, uh, we often look around and say, man, our, our government's so corrupt, uh, and it is uh, very often. There's no question about that. Our world's corrupt. Our, our nation's corrupt. 
But uh, we forget that uh, the world was pretty corrupt in Jesus' day as well. And uh, the, the world ruler, Caesar, who really, uh, who really did have a dictator, a dictatorship kind of role, uh, there was a lot of uh, evil that went on. Uh, there was a lot of uh, things done that were, uh, were problematic by the government. And, of course, the, the Jewish people struggled deeply over paying taxes to a corrupt government. Uh, and, and I understand that. I understand that struggle. Yeah, and President Ballard, one of the things that I, I, I'm curious about, because clearly Scripture you know, says there's nothing new under the sun, so the reality is Christians, uh, saints of the Old Testament, have always had the battle of, uh, well, other than when it was theocratic, have always had the battle of whether or not they regard them, regarded themselves as citizens of one way or the other, and there's been conflict with government. But I've noticed, um, I, I read a book just this week called uh, the, Great and, uh, the Great Evangelical Recession hmm. uh, by John Dickerson, and one of his chapters uh, identifies some issues, especially in uh, American evangelicalism, uh, where the church, or, or the Christians, excuse me, um, of, of the greatest generation had a high regard for institutions. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the boomer generation lived through, uh, so, so the greatest generation lived through World War II, the Great Dep- some of them saw the Great Depression, um, and they saw the New Deal, mm. uh, in- institutional masterpieces, sure. the, the way these things worked out. Uh, the boomers lived through Watergate, they lived through um, uh, just total civil unrest around the world, um, with relative ease economically. And then you have uh, Gen X, Millennials, Gen Zers that have now embraced a mentality of institutions are corrupt and authority is bad. Hmm. So, so there's almost, it seems history is cyclical, but, but how do you consider, how does that link into this conversation mm-hmm. of the conflict over where our citizenship lies? Because government's an institution, sure. Um, and, but, but why would I want to be part of that institution when... I'm a, as a Christian invited to be a citizen of heaven. Sure, I think that's uh, I think that's a fair question. And in a different way, they were the Jews of Jesus' day were asking the same kind of question. But in some senses, there was a little more political stuff going on with them too, because they not only wanted to be free from the corrupt institution of the Roman Empire, they actually wanted uh, their country back. They wanted to be able to rule themselves. So they. They, the, some of their issues were moral, but some of them were more, well, we want to be in power and in control of our own lives. Um, and some of that comes into play now as well. But there is, uh, currently, there is no, no question uh, among younger people in particular, a distrust of any institution, mm-hmm. whether, that, whether we're talking about the church, whether we're talking about uh, government, whether we're talking about um, e- even institutions like uh, a college, let's Absolutely. say, or, or whatever. Absolutely. And so... So with all of that, uh, that actually, Joe, drives us more to say, well, what did Jesus teach, and what did Paul and Peter, and what does the New Testament teach us? And for that matter, what does the Old Testament teach us about being first, maybe, uh, foremost, a citizen of heaven, if you have a relationship with God, but then what does that tell us about being a citizen of uh, your country? And, and I think that's the case here. And so you had, just as we have a conflict in, in citizenship, they did in Jesus' day. 
and, and part of it is is that the Jewish people said, "Listen, Caesar is so corrupt; um, the the whole system is corrupt, and and we have to pay taxes to support this corrupt system." I I, I struggle to pay taxes, uh, particularly. <laughs> Uh, when when I see is that because you can't afford them or you just struggle to pay? Well, them? <laughs> I that, that that as well. But uh, and and nobody likes to to pay money to the government. They'd rather pay it to do something else. <laughs> but but on a on a ethical or moral basis, there have been times that our government has funded things like the National Endowment for the Arts that mm-hmm. did things that that are blasphemous against our Lord right. and. Right. Uh, and certainly, though this president has uh, has drawn all of that back, our former president and, and others have, uh, in the past, have actually paid for uh, abortion on demand and uh, even partial birth abortion at times. And it's a hard it's a hard thing to say, man, I, I'm I'm helping fund that by paying taxes. And so that is kind of the conflict that that Jesus was dealing with the Jews. Yes, yeah, some of it was probably, hey, we want to be in charge of our own country, but, mm-hmm. but some of it was legitimately a, look, God's Word, the Old Testament, teaches us these morals, uh, and we've got this corrupt government that is doing the exact opposite, and we're helping fund it uh, by paying taxes. And so uh, in the, our text, uh, clearly the, the primary point here is they were trying to trick Jesus. Right. Uh, th- there's no question about that, and that. But there was a a context in which they were doing that because when the when the religious leaders come to ask Jesus this question, it wouldn't be a trick question if this wasn't a real conflict. Um, it, it would be no big deal for Jesus to answer. But there, it, the reason it was a trick question, the reason they asked it was to either uh, get him in trouble with the government, with Caesar's government, with Pilate, etc., or uh, to to embarrass him or make him look bad if he defended that uh, in front of the Jewish people, because they could have come and said, "Hey, look, uh, this this Jesus guy who you think is so religious, he's actually encouraging us to fund evil." Uh, by uh, by paying our taxes, and so there really was a controversy that is the backdrop for this. Now, Jesus, Jesus, uh, as always, is amazing. Uh, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus knows. I'm glad you think that. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, if not, you need to call the trustees and tell them to fire me. <laughs> uh, they just laugh, but you need to call them back. But I'll walk you out the door myself. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the the fact is is Jesus uh, confronts their, the, the uh, trickery that is going on. He said, why are you tempting me? Yeah. Um, you know, he goes to the issue because he knows our hearts and he knows their, their motive behind it. But Jesus did not back away from speaking to the controversial issue. Yeah, and I, I was thinking about that as you're um, winding up to this. The question itself is not divisive. Right. The question itself is necessary. Yeah. Like Jesus had to answer that question for us. Right. Because it's a, it's an issue all through history. It, it really is, and it's it's an issue um, of what where do my citizenship loyalties reside? Right. So um, don't think asking that question is a bad thing as a Christian. That's a good thing it, to ask. Exactly. Exactly. And and there there really is serious conflict there. So we kind of understand the conflict. 
that's going on here. And of course, Jesus masterfully answers the the conflict. He, he mm-hmm. tells them to go get a denarius, uh, about a day's wage, and they bring the coin out, and he holds it up and says, okay, now whose inscription is on here, and whose picture is on here, whose image is on here? In other words, uh, whose is this? And so, so I see you looking at uh, George Washington there, and uh, on your quarter, um, I, I figured it would be a penny because you work for me. But you, you somehow <laughs> I actually have two quarters. Hey, to you can today. you got two quarters to rub together, and uh, so that's pretty amazing. Uh, you must be good at saving. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so on one side there, you got the picture, the image of George Washington, and mm-hmm. then then we have some inscriptions on it that uh, demonstrate that it is currency that is a legal tender in the United States of America. And so in the same way, though it would not have looked exactly alike, there was an inscription on the denarius and there was an image on the denarius. And Jesus says, whose inscription is this? Whose, Whose image is this? And of course, they respond, well, it's Caesar's. Um, And so then he makes this amazing statement. He says, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. So into the midst of this controversy over citizenship, Jesus communicates some truth, uh, the truth, about citizenship that is absolutely crucial for them to understand, and it's crucial for us. And that simply is this, Joe. There are some things that belong to the realm of government. Mm. And there are some things that do not. Uh, The fact is, is the Bible tells us that the earth is the Lord's and all the fullness of it. So he has everything. He owns everything. This is God's creation. Uh, We don't own anything. Don't own ourselves. We don't own uh, these microphones that we're talking on. Uh, It all belongs to God. God owns everything as the creator and sustainer of his creation. However, God has chosen to entrust the care and the stewardship of what he owns to human beings. Very specifically, we see in Genesis that he does that, and we will talk about that in an upcoming podcast. But the fact of the matter is, is God owns it all, but he has entrusted it to human beings. And specifically, God has ordained three institutions. Now, there's a lot of institutions in the world. Mm. There's a lot of institutions in America. There's a lot of institutions in Vermont, and there's a lot of institutions in Bennington. Uh, But the fact of the matter is, is there are three institutions that God has ordained. And the first one of those uh, we find is the home. Uh, The second one that he ordained was the government. And then third, he ordained the church. And Jesus's statement here uh, puts us in a right mindset. The things that God has entrusted to Caesar, we are responsible to Caesar for, or to the government for. The things that God has not entrusted to Caesar, but he has uh, entrusted those elsewhere, uh, we are responsible there. So there are things he has given to the church, and there are things that he has given to the home. And all three of those institutions have responsibilities, but they also have rights. And Scripture is very clear, even in the Old Testament, it's very clear that the government has the right to tax its citizens to accomplish its purpose. Now, that was true of good governments, 
But notice Jesus is saying that about an extremely corrupt government. Right. Not that he is affirming the corrupt evilness of Caesar's government, but he's saying, listen, God has entrusted that responsibility to the government, and therefore God will hold the government responsible. And as a citizen of Rome, which they were, though they were also clearly wanted to just focus on their citizenship in relationship to the nation of Israel. They were citizens of Rome and under the authority of Rome, and he said, therefore, you must submit in this way, and in other passages we find other ways that we are to submit uh, to the government. So the reality is when we say that our focus is only as a citizenship of heaven, we are actually devaluing what Jesus did in this moment because Jesus is teaching us that, no, you are a citizen first and foremost of heaven, no doubt. We render to God the things that are God's. But you are also a citizen of your country and under your government. So if I live in China, that means I'm a citizen of China. Uh, if I'm a, indeed a citizen, or if I'm a visitor, then I have other responsibilities in China. Uh, but if I am from the United States, then I am a citizen of the United States, and I have responsibilities in that regard, and I have rights in that regard as well. So the idea that some portray that we need to jettison the idea of citizenship in the United States is actually an unbiblical concept. Uh, now, certainly, Joe, we all know that our primary responsibility is as citizens of heaven to God. Mm -hmm. and, and we will talk in the coming days about what do you do when the institutions that God has set forth, there's conflict between them. What do you do when there's conflict between the church and government? What do you do when there's conflict between the home and, and government? Uh, and, and there are those issues that we will have to address. But at this juncture, what we see Jesus doing in this text is saying, look, you are a citizen, no doubt, first and foremost, of heaven if you've trusted Christ. Even if you're not, even if you haven't trusted Christ, your first responsibility is to God. There's no question about that. But there are some things that God has entrusted to the realm of government, and you are responsible as a citizen of that government. If you are a guest in a country, if you are uh, a, a legal alien of a country, if you are an illegal alien of a country, if you find yourself in a country that you are not a citizen of, you still have rights and responsibilities within that nation based upon the government that is in charge there, and they are actually, according to Romans chapter 13, the minister of God to carry out certain things. Now, again, that doesn't mean that they do it all, all right. Um, certainly Rome didn't, and certainly our own government doesn't always get it right. But we do have a responsibility uh, for citizenship or as a guest, a sojourner in a nation in which we might reside. Absolutely. And now I, I just want to say to our listener, um, because if they're anything like me, you just created a whole lot of questions, um, but hang in there. Uh, those questions are going to be answered throughout the semester. I know some of them. Uh, I know your immediate thought is, well, what are my responsibilities? What's the extent of my responsibilities? We're getting there. Uh, but 
As for today, we are definitely out of time. It has been so good uh, to have you all join us. And I do want to give Dr. Ballard the opportunity to give us a concluding thought before we wrap it up here. I'd be happy to do that. Uh, It is our responsibility, if we know Jesus is our Savior, to persevere, first and foremost, as a citizen of heaven, but then secondarily, as a citizen of the country in which we reside. All right. Thank you, Dr. Ballard, and thank you for joining us for Perspectives on Perseverance today. If you'd like to know more about Northeastern Baptist College, please visit us online at www.nebcvt.org. If you have questions that you'd like to ask Dr. Ballard on a future Lion's Den episode, which will be next week, our first one of the second season, uh, you can email your question to perspectivesonperseverance at nebcvt.org. We're so glad you joined us, and no matter what today may bring, persevere and have a great day in Jesus. From the heart of the Northeast, for the hearts of the Strengthened armor we 